0: Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Continuing with previous messages. In other words, the Pharisee was very confident in his personal effort, his own goodness. The Pharisee was convinced he's righteous based on his own goodness. Are you with me? The Pharisee had trust in his own self-effort that he was righteous. The tax collector came and accepted that he's a sinner and says, Lord, have mercy on me. Now, the word mercy is a Hebrew word that means grace. It means the same thing. It means special kindness. It means the special love of God. It means favor that you don't deserve. Hello? Favor that is given to somebody who doesn't deserve it. So in the Old Testament, because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, you always see the word mercy which is the Hebrew word hesed, it means tender, special kindness. It's a kind of kindness you don't show to everybody. You show it to people that you consider very special. But then in the New Testament, you see the word grace. They mean the same thing. Now, in other words, this sinner was asking God for mercy because he's a sinner. What was this tasker letter doing? He was trying to say, Lord, by my strength, I can't please you. So help me out. By my strength, I can't please you. help me out and this is what jesus said verse 14 i tell you look at it this man went down to his house justified rather than the other jesus said the sinner the task collector who came to the temple and admitted sincerely that he is a sinner asking god for mercy he went back home justified what does it mean to be justified to be made righteous he went home righteous before god more than the Pharisee. Because the Pharisee did not acknowledge God in anything he said. He acknowledged his own personal effort and personal goodness. So in overcoming sin, you have to understand something. It is not by your self-effort. It is by the grace of Christ. Amen. I will explain this in Romans 5.19. I want two volunteers to come. Two volunteers. You are not shy. You can stand for a long time. I want you to come. Two people. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. So one here one day amen give me romans 519. i want to do an illustration all right he said for us by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous hallelujah let's take it that this lady represents an unbeliever and this man represents a born-again christian okay this person has not given his life to christ is he a sinner or not a sinner He's a sinner is he a sinner because he does bad things he's a sinner because what he has not given his life to christ so he's a sinner if this lady begin to do good things does that make her righteous still she stopped all the bad things she's been doing she stopped drinking she stopped all the bad things she gives in church is she righteous she's not righteous why because she has not given her life to christ So what made this girl a sinner? Is it the things she did? What made her a sinner? She was born into sin. Hello? She was what? Born into sin. All right. This man has given his life to Christ. Genuinely. Is he a sinner? Is he righteous? Hello? Is he righteous? He's righteous. Because he has given life to Christ. He's not a sinner again. Is that what you are saying? He's not a sinner again. Now, is he righteous because he has stopped doing bad things? Hallelujah. Is he righteous because he has stopped doing bad things? He's righteous. Why? Because he gave his life to Christ. So this man has given his life to Christ. If he does bad things, is, is he righteous? Are you sure? Are you, are, you, are you confused? No. Let's start here again. Listen. This lady has not given her life to Christ. Is she a sinner? Is she a sinner? If she does good things, does that make her righteous? No. Does that make her righteous? It doesn't make her righteous. If doing good things make people righteous, then Jesus doesn't need to come and die. The reason why Jesus came to die is that nobody could please God by doing good. Amen. Amen. Nobody could please God by doing good things. Because no matter how good you try to do, Jesus said God's standard of righteousness is very high. Yeah. Jesus said God's standard of righteousness is like that. The law says don't kill. But even if you hate people, it's murder. Hallelujah. The law says don't commit adultery. But even if you lust after a woman once in your lifetime, not many times, just once in your lifetime, you are an adulterer. Can you try it? Hallelujah. The law says, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. But Jesus said, if you want to please God, somebody slaps you, let him slap the second time. Amen. So Jesus said, if you have not given your life to Christ, you are a sinner. Not because of the bad things you did, but because you are born into sin. Amen. So this person, just for an illustration, is a sinner because she hasn't given her life to Christ. Even if in the course of life she stops doing bad things, she's still a sinner. Her good deeds will never make her righteous until the day she moves from here to here and say, I've given my life to Christ. Now, my question is, if doing good things does not make somebody righteous, what is the logic? Hallelujah. But if you follow the law, the law says, get born again, Give your life to Christ, then you become a child of God righteous. But if you break the law, you have sinned. But Jesus never taught that. Jesus never taught that. Jesus said, "You fall into sin when you stop believing in my finished work and you start trusting in your own good efforts. You sin anytime you brag about your goodness. You sin. Hello. You sin when you stop believing in." What Jesus did for you and what he is still doing for you. Amen. So in the New Testament, righteousness is by faith in the finished work of Christ. And I'm going to break that down because it sounds very rhetoric. Righteousness is by what? Faith in the finished work of Christ. Amen. Now let me say it better. Righteousness is by the grace of God. But you contact that grace through faith in the finished work of Christ. Amen. And the scripture is very popular. Ephesians 2, 8, it says, it says, for by grace, we are saved through faith, yeah. So how do you counter the grace of Christ? Faith in him, hello? Not faith in yourself, faith in him. Someone say, faith in Christ, releases the grace. Say it one more time, faith in Christ releases the grace. Anytime you release your faith in Christ, you receive the grace. He said, for of his fullness have we all received grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. But that grace comes when you believe in Christ. Bible said, by grace you are saved through faith. Now listen, the subject for today is how to overcome sin by the grace of Christ. Amen. And I'm saying that you can never overcome sin through the law. You overcome sin by the grace of Christ. How do you assess that grace? How does that grace work in taking you out of sin? By faith in the finished work of Christ. And that's the scripture here. It says, for by grace, you are saved through faith. Through faith. Amen. Through faith. All right. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Can we read verse 20 and 21? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for the law. For who? For Christ. That means that... We are representatives of who? Christ. When people see us, they must see what? Or should they see the law? They must see what? Christ. Amen. Moses came with the law. Jesus came with what? Grace. So when people see you, they must see who? Christ. And when they see Christ, they must see the grace. They must see the grace of God at work. Amen. Like Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Amen. He said, now that we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, 21, very important. Everybody don't look anywhere. Look at it. He said, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. In Him, for He made Him who knew no sin. Who is talking about Jesus? Jesus was a righteous Son of God. Amen. He knew no sin. That is why He was born of a virgin. If Jesus was born by an affair between Joseph and Mary, Jesus would also have been a sinner like you and me. And God wanted a righteous blood that would pay the price for sin. So you and I we were conceived through our parents having affair. But for Jesus, God had to work a miracle for Mary to become pregnant. The Bible said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He knew no sin, but God made him to become sin for us. How? He took our sin and put it on Christ. Why? So that When Jesus was on the cross, all your sin was on him, amen? And all his righteousness, the righteousness of an innocent, sinless man on the cross came upon you. So on the cross, there was an exchange that took place. My sin went to him and his righteousness came to me. On the cross, all my curses went upon him and his blessings came upon me on the cross all my sickness went on him amen that is why he suffered like he did he was suffering for your sake hello jesus became sin for you and i so that we will become righteous hallelujah and you know what the bible said it said the blood of jesus which flowed through seven places here his hands his head his legs his side his back his face when Jesus was doing all that, he was taking you and I, our sin. Listen, all through the gospel, you will never see Jesus using the word, my God. He always says, my father. Only once, Jesus said, my God. And that was on the cross. Because on the cross, sin had come upon him, and God had withdrawn his presence from him. And at that moment, when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Truly, God had forsaken him. Why? Because he had taken my place and your place. Yeah. And when God forsook Christ, do you know where he went? He came here. Amen. That is why anyone who gives his life to Christ becomes a child of God. Give me Philippians 3, 9. Let's read it and then we'll read verse 9. Yet indeed, I also count all these things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all these things, and count them as a rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Verse 9, everybody read it. Ready, go. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from where? So my own righteousness is coming from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by so there are two kinds of righteousness. Somebody say two kinds of righteousness. Next, we'll look at two kinds of righteousness. Somebody the two kinds of righteousness. The one that is righteousness by the law, which is your own righteousness. That's the one the Pharisee bragged about. I do this, I do that, I do that. And there's another kind of righteousness, which is the righteousness by faith in Christ. Amen. Give me Romans 10 verse 3 and 4. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of god that is sin according to jesus amen they are ignorant of god's righteousness and then they are seeking to establish their own righteousness so you see two kinds of righteousness and that is what is happening in the church i want to say that you overcome sin by righteousness that comes through faith in the finished work of christ let me just say how it happens i'll explain more amen how does faith in the work of christ make you righteous how does faith operate You know the interesting thing, in the church they teach us that Jesus died for your healing, your prosperity, your breakthrough, your blessing. Hello? But they didn't tell us he died for our righteousness. So in the church we've been taught to believe God for healing, to believe God for prosperity. But we are not taught to believe God for righteousness. That is why there is no righteousness in the church. Hello? They say practice it yourself. They didn't tell us to believe for it. But every other thing else they tell us to believe God for it. Don't we teach you to believe God for healing? Now, how do you believe God for healing? How many of you believe Jesus took all your your sickness? Let me see. You you believe Jesus took all your sickness? How many of you believe Jesus took all your poverty? Let me see. How do you exercise your faith to get healing? Do you wait till you are healed before you say it? Hallelujah. How does faith operate? Three things. Three things come to mind. The first one is believe in the promise of God. Second one, you confess it. You believe You confess with your mouth. The third one is you practice it. You act on it. So you must believe in your heart. You must say it. That's why we teach people, let the weak say what? what, Let the poor say. If we tell the poor man to say, I am rich, why not tell the sinner to say, I'm righteous? Hallelujah. So... Righteousness, which is by faith in Christ, this is how it works. You must believe that he who knew no sin took your place on the cross and gave you his righteousness. You have to believe it. It is something you must believe. Amen. Because you were not there when it happened. Were you there? No, you were not there. So you have to believe that when Jesus died and the day you give your life to Christ, there was an exchange that took place. You have to believe it. That right now as I'm standing here, I am a righteous person, not based on my goodness, but because Jesus took my sin on himself and gave me his righteousness. You must believe that he took something from you and gave you something else. You have to believe it. That is how to get out of sin. Listen, until you believe that they took your sin away, you can never conquer it. Amen. You have to believe that Jesus took your sin, and he didn't only take it, he gave you his righteousness. He gave it to you. Somebody say, he gave me righteousness. Yeah, he gave you righteousness. Amen. If you believe that, then you have to begin to confess it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am righteous not because of my good deeds. I am righteous not because of the good things I do. I am righteous because Jesus did a good work on my behalf. I am righteous not because I am perfect. I am righteous because Jesus did a perfect work on my behalf. I am righteous because Jesus took my place and paid the price. Amen. So you confess it. You say it. You become what you say. Listen, just as you don't wait till you become rich before you start confessing it, you don't wait till you are righteous before you start confessing it. If you don't confess it, you will never get out of it. Amen. So... Once you are born again, you have to start making that confession. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Every time you stand before God in prayer, Father, I thank you that I'm not here because of my good deeds. I am righteous because you made me righteous. And I walk in that righteousness every day of my life. You begin to confess it. Amen. Once you are drinking alcohol, keep confessing it. A day will come, you will take that glass, and you can't drink it. Because what you say affects your life. It affects your life. Once <laughs> you are smoking, just make sure you are born again. Confess it. Even with the cigarette in your hand. Tell everybody, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Is it not funny? But it's funny if you are poor and you are saying, telling people I'm a millionaire. Is it also not funny? But doesn't it happen? Haven't we seen poor people become millionaires? Is it not funny if you are walking and, said, and say, you know, you know, my brand new car is coming? Haven't we seen people used to walk not having brand new cars. So why is it that we want somebody to stop drinking before he calls himself righteous? He will never stop. Because what you don't say never happens. Righteousness, that is by faith in the finished work of Christ. I believe he paid all the price. Listen, amen? I believe he gave me righteousness. I believe he made me righteous. I believe that. So I exercise my faith. To become what he has already made me. God is not now planning to make me righteous. He has already made me. I exercise my faith to become what he has made me. Yeah. Just as you exercise your faith to become rich. He has made you rich already. You know that. But you have to exercise faith to become it. The same way he has healed you already. You have to exercise your faith to see the healing manifestation. In the same way he has made you righteous already. You have to exercise your faith. To become righteous. And listen, it is the easiest way to stop all the bad things. Amen. It is the easiest way to stop all the bad things. Amen. You believe in what Christ did for you on the cross, confess it, and start acting on it. Amen. It will start worrying you if you keep saying, I'm righteous, and you are doing the wrong things. It will start worrying you. Because one day you will come to yourself and say, Ah, why am I saying I'm righteous and I'm still doing this? Why am I saying I'm righteous and I'm still doing that? Why am I saying I'm righteous and I'm still doing this one? Because faith does not only believe and confess. Faith acts. Amen. Faith acts. And when you exercise that faith, you receive what? Grace. How do we access the grace? By faith. And listen, listen. There are certain weaknesses you can never overcome until the grace of God comes upon you. Yeah. But that grace will come when you are exercising the faith. You will just realize that you to, your struggle is with alcohol... But suddenly grace has come upon you without any struggle. Because once you are struggling to overcome the thing, there's no grace. Grace means you are not struggling. It's just easy for you. When you see people under the grace, they do most difficult things in a very easy way. Yeah. The most difficult things they do in a most easy way. Somebody say, I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Somebody say, say, I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. He paid the full price. For my redemption, He gave me His righteousness and took away all my sin, He took away all my wretchedness, He took away all my imperfection so that I will become perfect before Him at all times. In the name of Jesus, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am righteous not because of my good deeds, not because of my good works, I am righteous. Because of the good works of Jesus on the cross. I am righteous because of the perfect work of Jesus on the cross. I am righteous not because I qualify. I am righteous because Jesus qualified me on the cross. If you believe you put your hands together for for the Lord. Jesus said to the Pharisees, anyone who has not committed any sin through the first stone, nobody could. You know why? Because no matter how perfect you pose to be, you know you are struggling with something. But when you begin to exercise your faith in the finished work of Christ, everything you are struggling with, every secret sin you are struggling with, the power to overcome it, it just comes like that. I can assure you. And listen, when we talk about sin, stop thinking about all these things we talk about. Adultery, fornication, drinking, what else? Stealing. The fact that you don't do all this, I'm not saying go and do it though. But the fact that you don't do this does not mean that you are perfect because some of the things God hates is more than that. Amen. So the Pharisees, they don't commit adultery. They don't kill. They don't steal. But they are proud. And even pride. is a big sin before God. Envy. is a big sin before God. Lying. There's nobody here who can say he hasn't lied. Hallelujah. Envy. Little, little, little things that we do that we think, oh, this one, nobody saw it. Last thing. Lasting after anybody is a big sin as fornication. Wow, when we start talking like that, you see that we have to forget about the law and we have to exercise faith in Christ. Because fornication is easy to overcome, hallelujah. Adultery is easy to overcome. Murder is easy to overcome. But hatred is difficult to overcome, brother. Lasting, hallelujah, yeah. But when we begin to exercise faith, he did it all for me. He gave me his righteousness. I have his righteousness. I have his righteousness. You see, you stop seeing yourself as a wretched, bad person. You begin to see yourself the way Christ has made you. Have you not read the Bible? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. When do they pass? The very minute you gave your life to Christ, the old things have passed. Whether you are still doing it or not, it has passed. And all life has become new. When did a new life start? It started the very minute. So I'm still drinking, but I am a new person. I am still smoking, but a new life has started. All things have passed away. You see, when you confess it like that, one day you get up and kick the, the bottle, and that will be the last time. Yeah. You have strength. Because some of you, that's why some of you, you try hard to stop drinking. But when you go to the village for funeral, when pastor is not there, you see that you You are trying. But Charlie, the atmosphere in the village. Because you are trying to stop it by your effort, by your strength. Now, haven't we been telling people that if you want to do big things in life, don't depend on your strength? He said, By strength shall no man prevail. Believe God to bless you, believe God to make your business great. No, we are talking about breakthrough. We tell people, don't depend on your strength. Believe God. But when we come to righteousness, we tell the people, do it yourself. Keep Christ out. That's the error I'm talking about. That's the error. Yeah, I've seen people believe God with nothing, build a house. Just believe God with nothing. The same person is struggling to stop drinking. I mean, the same God who can give you grace to build a house with that small salary. You know, there are people I know. How can you explain their salary and the kind of house they have built? And they didn't steal their money. It's the grace of God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? If God can do that. Then I want to say to all the sisters, He can stop you. He can give you the grace to stop sleeping around without falling sick. All the sisters, say Amen. Yeah. And the brothers too. Yeah. Hallelujah! Give the Lord a big clap up. Yeah. He can stop you. He can help you. He can give you grace to sleep all alone and be fine. You wake up in the morning and say, "Thank you, Jesus, for a brand new day." He can give you the grace, but when the grace is not there, you try, one week, you are, it's like you are dying, you are dying, one week without sense, I see you are dying, you are dying. You know it's bad, you want to stop, but you see that phone call from that guy, and before you realize, you've gone to do it again, then you come and say, oh, Father, I'm sorry, I'll not do it again, I promise, I promise, <laughs> but you, once you are saying, I'll not do it again, you know that, how many, how many witnesses do I have in the house? Give him a big clap of He can give you grace. Amen. Yeah. He can give you grace to stop gossiping. Yeah. He can give you grace to stop gossiping. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because you can never overcome weaknesses by your personal effort. Amen. Yeah. But then, we all have weaknesses. Do you know that? Only grace can take you out of that weakness. Yeah. Only grace. And you assess that grace by your faith in the finished work of Christ by your faith in your finished work. As long as you, you, you refuse to exercise faith in the finished work of Christ, Jesus said, you'll always be in sin. Sin is refusing to believe in whom Christ is and what he came to do. You Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 24 Remain blessed.